So here we are again, and uh, I know Rob, who produces this, is uh, sitting in a fairly cool North Wales at the moment, but here in the southeast, in fact, in the Garden of England, where I am at this moment, it is 37 degrees. I am sitting in my pants. In fact, I'm thinking of taking them off as well in a moment. And it is the hottest I can remember. And I, listen, I I can remember being in the summer of 76, but luckily I lived in the wilds of Northumberland. And although it was hot, um, it didn't seem anywhere near as hot and humid as this. I know we shouldn't complain. I know we shouldn't complain. But here's the thing. We can't cope, can we? We don't have air conditioning. We don't have the right kind of clothes or the right sort of outlook. We abuse the weather. There's this bloke sitting out with no clothes on getting sun cancer as I speak. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. The tarmac is melting. The Channel Tunnel has had to uh, suspend services because the air conditioning has broken. Uh, this is just wonderful. You know, we spend so much time talking about climate change and global warming and all this, and we spend our time talking about, well, let's recycle. Mind you, I'm in favour of recycling, so let's not pick on recycling, Um, because that's a different issue, to be quite honest. We spend our time talking about, well, if we don't drive diesel cars and cut back the amount of times you fly on an aeroplane and let's not buy fridges and whatever else it is we talk about, don't have a coal fire, which probably has contributed to speeding up some of the climate change may, may have actually contributed to stopping the climate changing to an even more difficult situation for us. But here is the problem that I see. All these people, and I've spoken to many, who uh, are talking about climate change have got their own little axe to grind. So whether it's Greenpeace or whether it's some other organisation or whether it's Professor Bollocks or whatever it is, they've all got this little thing. So we're doing a study into this. We're doing work into this. And of course, we must try and do And they're all coming up with these ideas. So we're going to do carbon uh, trading and this is going to be great. Bollocks. Look, the climate changes, whether we like it or not, the climate, if we didn't do anything, the climate would change. And by us cutting back on the things we do, it would be good because we are wasting resources on this planet. And if we were really, really concerned about the planet, we would make sure that a global, a global government was being formed. I tell you what, this whole idea of the New World Order is very frightening. And Just look at all these, these nationalists springing up around here on Brexit. We want to get back sovereignty of our nation. We don't want to be told what to do by others. The only way this planet will survive is by working together. And one of the biggest problems it has is we are overpopulated in certain areas. Now, I don't know how you you change it. I don't know how you say to people, well, look, I think we, we need to row back here or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a politician. I am just giving you a few ideas Mind you, maybe I should be a politician because looking at this bunch, in fact, all over the world, there aren't very many good ones, are there? In fact, perhaps that's because we don't want to be politicians and those who do are really not the ones that should be there. So unless we find a way of 
of living with climate change, adapting to the changing climates, which nobody is considering or even thinking of at the moment. And it's probably too late now. And probably on the sort of five-year cycle of governments that we have in this democracy probably wouldn't work because you get a change and then halfway through you get another government in and they'd, uh, they, they'd disagree. So I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking perhaps world government is what is needed. I mean, it's not a very big planet, is it? Surely we are able to sort these problems out now before we go the way of Mars. And one day that's what will happen. So, you know, and it doesn't matter whether you drive a diesel, whether you have a coal fire or anything else, it's not going to make that much difference. What we need to do is work out how we roll with the climate changes. Because eventually, not in my time, I hope, and probably not in your time either, there will be another ice age. There have been many in the past and there will be more in the future. So the climate radically changes. We're just very lucky living in an interglacial period. Nobody talks about this. Nobody is doing anything about it. All they're doing is, oh, yes, we must cut back on the pollution, cut back on this, cut back on that. All the while, the climate is going to change anyway. I'm not saying for one moment that we aren't having an effect on the planet. Of course we are. There are too many of us doing whatever we want, no sorts of control. And I suppose, yep, we are not very good stewards of it. But the, but the people come out and say, well, we do this and we'll carbon trade and we'll do all of this and we'll have renewable energy and everything else. You know, you can't store electricity. So uh, however many wind turbines you have buzzing around out there or whatever, it doesn't make much difference, does it? Because you have to use it when it's available and sometimes you don't need it. So it's just a waste. Perhaps they should be applying their minds to that. I don't know. It's just it's just annoying me intently in this enormous heat. We, I mean, okay, we, we, we should perhaps have seen this coming, that, that things usually get warmer before they get colder, I think I'm right in saying. But, you know, we, we've had this for years. The trains don't run when it's too wet or it's too cold or it's too hot. Other parts of the world don't have these problems. Why do we? Ineffectual leadership? Probably. Ineffectual alternative leadership? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, here, listen, just to show you how inane these people are, and by the way, I have no truck with all, all of them at the moment. I just wanted Margaret Thatcher to be resurrected. And maybe if we'd had Margaret Thatcher back, maybe we'd be heading in the right direction. But now, all the probation services and all the detention centres for young people are going to be handed back to the public sector because the private sector actually bid too low for their contracts so they can't do the job properly. So the government are going to have to take them back in-house. Now, this is going to cost you and me, the taxpayer, over £200 million pounds. £200 million. Pounds. Written off because some wanker made a wrong decision. A minister who was advised by some idiots made a wrong decision. Because if you were a businessman and somebody had offered to do a job for a price that you thought, this is too good to be true, you'd look into it, wouldn't you? If you were a good businessman, you would look into it and you expect the politicians to be better than good businessmen. 
I suggest that, I think it was Chris Grayling's department who did this, I suggest that he, the civil servants, the advisors and everybody around, I suggest that they have to pay this. They have to take out some kind of payment plan for the rest of their lives and pay it back. And if this was to happen, I bet some of the politicians of all political persuasions when they get into power would think more carefully about what they did with our money. Because the amount of wastage and the amount of cock-ups and the amount of bad decisions made by successive governments has got to stop. Because, you know, we're not as well off now as we were a few years ago. The gap between the very rich and the rest of us is widening. Even Eamon Holmes is beginning to complain that he's not got enough money. I mean, things are getting tight. But seriously, if there is a cock-up like this, and whoever signed the contract with these private companies to run the detention centres and the probation service, which has been an utter failure, because the companies bid too low. They hadn't got enough money coming in to do the job. So who signed that off? Who was the person who said, oh, that's, well, I've done a cracking deal here, old chap. I've made this. Um, I've, I've, I've knocked them down. Who did that? Sack them. Expose them. Let's know who they are because they're messing with our money. I'm not being hurtful. I'm just suggesting that we are not really doing a very good job. This is James Whale. You're listening to the podcast available on radio stations all over the world and, of course, from the website jameswhaleradio.co.uk. And when I'm on a roll like this, Rob says nothing. Yes, I, I, it's 22 degrees here in North Wales. 22 piddling degrees in North Wales. Hmm. Is it sunny? Um, I haven't been outside today, so I don't know. It probably is. Uh. You haven't been outside. Don't you have windows in North Wales? No, of course you don't. Most of ours are blacked out. Still live in caves. I think I prefer to live in a cave. Might be cooler. Mm. Might well, but you don't. It doesn't get hot there, so it doesn't matter to you, does it? No, no, no. I don't. No, no. Okay. Well, you should come down here for a bit. I mean, this is like uh, Athens. Well, not quite as hot as Athens, and not with the fire problems. Thank goodness that they have in Greece at the moment. Um, okay, right. Am I making sense with this? You know, do people understand that, that this has to stop? It's crystal clear to me. Yeah, well, it's crystal clear to me. Um, if you want to get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com is our email, and you can do that. Uh, Colin from Geelong. Oh, by the way, I met the re- uh, mayor recently. Oh, the mayor, the ex-mayor of Geelong. The ex-mayor of Geelong is uh, in the country at the moment. We had a little chat the other day. Uh, and Colin says, mate. It's nice listening to you prattle on about gardens and whatnot. How pleasant. But could you stop? Please stop slurping that coffee so close to the mic. It must drive Rob mad. Oi, Rob, have a word. Don't be scared of the great whale, Colin, in Geelong. Piss off, Colin. Who the f*** does he think he is? A fan? Really? Okay. Um, I got woken this morning quite early. Wasn't me. Knock on the door. I ignored it. Uh, it was actually. I have have to. Um, I have to be honest. It was a, a, a quite an attractive young lady at the door. I I peeped through the blinds and oh, I can't be asked. 
because she looked the sort, you know, and left a little thing, jw.org. Oh, I thought, oh, something, that's something about me. Yeah, go and have a check it out, jw.org. I'll do that now. So a bit of paper, and I, I looked at this. Uh, uh, you're invited to a three-day programme which will include talks and interviews, multimedia, heartwarming discussions, and a feature film on Sunday afternoon. Sounds awesome. At Excel in London. Yeah. It's a pretty big place. That's probably good. I, I read a bit more. Talks and interviews. Learn practical ways to face present and future challenges with courage. Oh, it'll be one of these sort of, you know, what to do if you get attacked in the street jobs, won't it? And um, how, how women should learn to kick men in the nuts. Right. Uh, multimedia. Observe what real people and even animals can teach us about courage. Oh, that's a bit strange. I don't My dogs are good at a lot. They're sitting here, they're hot. They're on their cool mats at the moment. And um, they're, they're, I got these cool mats. You can buy them gel stuff, things that, that make them cool in the hot. Uh, so, I, don't, I mean, they don't, they don't use any multimedia at all, as far as I know. So I'm not sure what that's all about. Are you? I've no idea, no. I mean, I'm, I'm well, going to check it out in a minute. JW.org. We ought to have that. Why haven't we got that site? Um, it might be it could be a fan site, couldn't it? Yeah, let me check it out now then. Hang on a second. Yeah. Heartwarming disclosures. Find out why. Ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. Find out why Jesus told a grieving father, have no fear. Listen to the Bible-based talk to be presented on Sunday morning with the theme, The Resurrection Hope Imparts Courage How. And then on Sunday afternoon, see why Jonah feared his assignment and ran away. I thought, what is going on? And then I, I turned it over. It says, uh, you're invited to the Be Courageous Convention of Jehovah's Witnesses, a lesson in courage and mercy. And then the most appalling picture on the back of one of these sort of like a, um, a biblical kind of storm and Looks like looks like a, a flyer for Ben Hur, the movie. It's free. No collections are taken. Sunday afternoon. Be courageous. Um, do they find out people who have been recently bereaved and then not? This is the second time in about four weeks that these people have knocked on my door. Coincidence. If I open the door, I really cannot be held responsible for my uh, behaviour. Have a vase of water on standby. It's assault, but they're on my, my, my property, so will that be okay? You, you, you tripped as you were approaching the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've just tripped and covered you in water. Oh, dear. Now, goodbye. I've just tried to yeah. go to the website. And? And it says this website's not safe. Oh, really? Oh, dear. Shall I mm. click on dismiss and continue anyway? If you want. Yeah, what does it mean when it's not safe? I've no idea. Okay, go on. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, it's got um, someone in green with a tablet. Oh, yeah, Apple? I don't know, but it's not one of them biblical ones, you know, like a piece of slate. So Isn't it? Oh, right. It's a proper uh, tablet. Read the Bible online. Shall I do that? 
No, no, we haven't got time for that. And anyway, you don't know who actually wrote it and changed the words and all the rest of it. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Mass hypnosis, that's what this is, isn't it? These people have been hypnotised in some way. They're offering me cookies. Shall I take them? No, no. Okay. What sort of cookies? I don't know. This website uses cookies. Oh, ridiculous world we live in. Uh, I'm waiting to, to click on one that says we're offering you Battenberg cake. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of Battenberg. Uh, yeah, I do, actually. It's a marzipan on the outside, I like. Um, so anyway, uh, and apparently we're getting, we're getting another couple of blood-red moons which are indicating the end of the world. Well, here's the cheery note. The end of the world is coming for each and every one of us at some point. Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. And what there is afterwards, we will eventually find out. And I know mankind has this obsession with trying to be immortal for some reason. Well, you know, a lot of the time we enjoy life, don't we? And so people don't like the idea of, uh, of, of leaving, but we're here for a short time, uh, our allotted time, and then other human beings come along. Um, is there a, another dimension that we live or we uh, we function in there might well be. I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't actually think it would be very healthy to know, would it? The religions have popped up all over the world, all over time, so that people have a way of directing their thoughts towards the end of their life, don't they? I suppose it helps certain people. And there's a certain amount of control, so you can control the population and keep them in a certain way. But unfortunately, that goes a bit mad when you look at some of the people. You know, look at some of the... Uh, some of these mad Muslims in parts of the world and some of the mad Christians in other parts of the world who are prepared to inflict their views on everybody else because they are 100% sure that they are right. The only interesting thing about all of this is, and then people who won't have their, their organs because they believe that their rotting flesh will come miraculously back at some point, which I find very, very bizarre, but still, never mind. Um... But there is an enormous amount of electricity within the human body, isn't there? Uh, usually, yes, otherwise you'll die. Yeah. And so where does that go? Because as far as I know, electricity doesn't ever disappear. It uh, just goes on to other things, doesn't it? Well, it transforms into other things, doesn't it? The energy mm -hmm. goes into another thing, doesn't it? So uh, yeah. electricity goes into a light bulb, which will get turned into heat and light. And then mm. the electricity is no longer there. So every, every human being's electricity must go somewhere. Mm. And the soul, and the, or what is in your head, thinking, making the words come out of your mouth, is that just physical? And when, the, I mean, it, it looks like when you hit somebody over the head and knock them out, they don't remember, do they? I read an article somewhere, I think it was this week or maybe last week, that they're almost at the point where they can actually clone a human brain as in all the memories out of the brain into another storage device so it can live on that's freaky isn't it mm. i don't know if it's actually a working brain it's just that the memories and thoughts are stored yeah. whether they can do anything with them is another matter I think. all right you know, this is this obsession with people who have themselves frozen. I did a couple of reports when I had my TV show every week and um, on the uh, Alcor facility in, it's probably up there on our website somewhere, um, where I think it was in, in Ealing, somewhere in Ealing in London. We went there and filmed it back in the 90s. Um, 
And, and there are people who've paid literally thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds so that after they're dead, they either have a whole body freeze or just their head in the hope that medical science will have improved so much in three, four, five hundred years' time that they can be defrosted and brought back to life. What if the company doing the uh, freezing goes bankrupt? Exactly the word I asked, and they didn't have an answer. They said, oh, we've got insurance in place. I said, all right, okay. What if there's a nuclear war and the bomb falls in London? Or a power cut. Or a power cut, yeah, yeah, all of that. And isn't it a little arrogant to think that you should be living outside your allotted time? You're only taking up the space in a freezer, though, aren't you? Yeah, but, you know, uh, it's, it, I, I just think there are some absolutely mad people out there, aren't there? Uh, yes. You know, if you've got so much money that you can do that for yourself, why don't you give it to somebody who needs it and could be using it now to improve their life rather than keeping your old bits of you going, uh, which because you will have been so, you'll have had everything sucked out of you and then antifreeze put into you, even if they brought you back, you wouldn't be in a fit state, would you? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, it just, just uh, beggars belief. You'd be like that android we, on aliens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we got onto that. So that's uh, thank you anyway, the Jehovah's Witnesses, for calling around yet again. Stop it. And, and, and they'll say, well, I'm sorry, but we've got to, we've got to, we, we've got to bear witness to what? To what? A vase of water flying towards you. Be- them. You know, you 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 believe something written by loads of people a long time ago, which has been changed over the years, and bits that certain uh, certain times didn't like that they took out and put back, and it's been uh, it's been translated and sometimes badly, and nobody knows who it was written about anyway. And it's just ridiculous. And people live their lives by this. And listen, I've got the same feelings about Islam. Don't worry. Before you start saying, wouldn't I say that about Muslims, would you? Yeah, I would. You know, I don't mind if somebody's got a faith and they keep it to themselves and they don't inflict it on me, that's fine. I have no problem with that at all. I do, however, have a problem. People always want to tell me how much better I'd be if I believed what they had, no, you know, and how, uh, and, and what a, a better person I would be. And the other thing, I, I find people who say, I can't do this, I can't do that, I've got to wear this, I've got to wear that, I can only eat this, I can't eat that. It's a strange God that you follow, isn't it? I don't think we get uh, callers in our area because I think we live in an area where if they do knock on your door, they get fined. Really? That's a good idea. I think something the council, our council's done. Yeah. You put a sticker on your door... And if they do knock on the door, you can report them and yeah. they, then they get fined. What a good idea. Well, that is a very, for a Welsh, uh, that's a good idea. Well, it's, a, it's an, an idea. Now, um, have I had a go at politicians on the programme? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, shall I do it again then? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, go on. Or then. should we do tech? Yeah, I've do, no, I've got something else I want to talk about as well. Uh, we, I've, I've, listen. I have this little radio show on Talk Radio, Monday to Thursday, 7 o'clock in the evening until 10, 7 till 10. And we talked about this very subject on the show uh, the last week. I won't tell you which week that was because I have no idea when you may be downloading and listening to this podcast. It could be any time. Indeed. Indeed, yeah. 
Uh, you could be uh, one young lady from Northern Ireland told me uh, she listens while she's doing her usual 3K. What the X that? Three kilometre run. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep your mind out of the gutter. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to talk about now. So, anyway, uh, the Iranian government have said, and you know that the case about uh, a lady called Nazanin Zaghari Radcliffe, um, who is of dual nationality. She's married to an English guy, Richard Radcliffe. Um, she took their daughter over to Iran to visit um, her parents, her granddaughter's grandparents, and she was then detained by the Iranians because they're a bunch of thugs. And uh, they like to do this for some reason. She is very distressed. She, you know, and she wants to come back home. Uh, Boris Johnson went over there and uh, made the whole thing a lot, lot worse by his bumbling act. Um, and we still haven't managed to get her release. Now the Iranian government, this is cutting a long story, very short, by the way. Now the Iranian government have said, right, well, we're not releasing Nazanin until you pay us over £300 million plus interest, uh, which you owe us, because apparently we sold uh, the Iranian regime tanks before the revolution, when the revolution came, they had already paid the revolution of the who was there the the, the Iranian was it the um, was it the Shah of Iran before the Iranian I can't remember I think it was anyway um, we'd already uh, accepted payment taken the payment and then we were going to deliver the tanks then there was the revolution and we didn't send the tank, so we've still got their money. Uh, they want the money back, and they won't release Nazanin Zaghari Radcliffe until that money has been paid. Um, so that's where we are. And, of course, uh, Iran, the, listen, the people of Iran are great. It, it, it has a real Western feel. I worked for a while for a TV company called Press TV, which is supposedly run by the Iranian government. All I can say is I did a show, a TV show called Off the Cuff, and I was never told what I could do, what I could say, um, and that was live. I was huge in Saudi Arabia. You're huge everywhere, really. Well, that's great, yes, yeah. Um, so, so, uh, so that's where we are. But my thought is that these mad guys, the mad, uh, what are they... Um, Ayatollahs run Iran, aren't they? The the guys who wear the 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 religious garb, who who actually pull the strings. Um, and you know the human rights. They hang people because they're gay. Uh, they lock you up if you actually have the audacity to criticise the government. Um, I know a lot of people like to do that here, wouldn't they? Um, but you know it, we can't keep on allowing them just to thumb their nose at us, to stick two fingers up to us. And uh, I, I asked the question on the radio show the other night, is it time that we actually did something, even if it's using force to, uh, to stop this nonsense, to try to free uh, Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe, try to fr free other, is it, you know, do, take the people out of the tyranny of the people who run them. And then, of course, you think, well, we did that, didn't we? We tried to do that with Saddam and Gaddafi, and look what happened there. So that's bringing me on to the thought, is there really any necessity to have a nuclear deterrent? Because it doesn't seem to keep anybody under control. I mean, it might keep people from using a nuclear deterrent, I'll give you that. But what, what, what are we do? Is, is there nothing we can do? I even spoke to Robin Horsfall, who was one of the um, SAS guys who originally went in to the Iranian embassy back in the 80s to free hostages there. And he said, well, we don't have, we, we've barely got enough soldiers 
to protect uh, a medium-sized town, he said. Uh, and as for uh, getting people to join the armed forces, we can't do it anymore. Nobody wants to join. Hardly surprising, really. So what is the answer? Pay the bill. You think we should pay the bill? Yeah, I think so. Should we pay it or should we get tough on Iran? And we asked this question on uh, Facebook and these are some of the replies. Uh, Mike Nittle says, of course, our masters have been brewing this one up for years. The US is going regardless, sadly. I'm not sure the US is, but, uh, you know, the Iranians cannot be, I don't think human beings can't be allowed to continue hanging somebody because of their sexuality. Why don't we kick those sort of countries out of the British Commonwealth as well, who still consider that homosexuality uh, is a criminal act? I just thought I'd throw that in. Uh, JamesWellRadio at gmail.com. If you want to uh, get in touch, give us your views on any of these or, of course, on Facebook like this. Uh, Nick Schill says, Iran is not a threat to the West. The West is a threat to Iran and to itself. Well, in that case, Nick, how do you uh, how do you release uh, Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe and other political prisoners, people who have just been put in prison at a whim by them? I think Iran is a threat to a lot of people, mate. I think you're very stupid if you don't think it is. Uh, there's absolute proof that they have been funding terrorism in various parts of the world. Colin Tom says, having been on holiday to Iran, the place and the people are lovely. They may not be big fans of their leaders, but it is the normal people that suffer when people like Trump make it personal. Iran is not a threat to the West. Another one, Colin. You see, it is a threat. And the people uh, are great, but and they don't like their leaders, but of course they will suffer. This is what happens when you have um, a rogue government, a bunch of criminals, gangsters in charge. I mean, it may be that, that there is a, an underground movement trying to overthrow them at the moment, but then they have very powerful forces in it. Maybe it, it has to be a, a sort of uh, quietly done from the inside by special forces joining. I don't know how we do it, but there surely must be a way. What will we do if this poor lady dies whilst detained in Iran? Will we just say, oh, well, tough, I'm sorry? Is that what we're going to do? Jamie Carrington said the whole world in a state uh, in one way or another, a lot has to be done, but it won't stop the world. I want to get off. Huh. I think I made a film about that, Jamie. Uh, Andrew Davis says the UK will follow the American line to the end of the earth. So we will. However, Trump could well change his Iran policy. I think Trump is doing a great job, Andrew. I think he's doing what he did in North Korea, and that seems to be working. I wonder why there is so much angst against Trump. We've talked about it before, haven't we? Um, but, you know, they're just trying They keep on. We're trying to do something. We must get him impeached. We've got to do something. He seems to be actually achieving stuff where many politicians before have not. Yes, he's a bit uncouth and he's, he doesn't watch what he says. But, hey, I quite like that about the man. Uh, Guy Murray says, uh, no. Uh, remember, I was asking a question, is it time to pay our debt? Uh, or is it time to get tough on Iran? Uh, and Gary Murray said, no, just let them be and concentrate on the real problem the world is facing, overpopulation, and some we must stem the tide of breeding. Well, I tend to agree with that guy, I must admit. Uh, Paul Mugwall says, why? And I just wonder why you bothered to reply with one word, Paul. Um, oh, he goes on, it's all right. He says, uh, because they want nukes. 
we have nukes and we go around telling other countries to trust us. It's like when we were all young kids and your mother or father would say to you, come here, I'm not going to hit you. It does not exactly fill you with confidence. Well, uh, horrible parents you must have had, Paul. Uh, we should stay well out of other countries' business. We, along with the Americans, have asked countries to come round to our way of thinking and then when they resist, we attack. We are a bunch of warmongers. Hmm. Doesn't answer the question. Should we pay this debt, but we apparently owe them? Should we get tough with them? How do we get our citizen, Nazanin, back to this country? How do we stop people from hanging someone because of their sexuality and hanging them publicly from a crane and not hanging them in a humane way, just lynching them up by the neck so that they die slowly? Paul, I think you need to read more about this. Stephen Shalcross says the question should be, is it time to bomb Iran and plunder the country's wealth and resources? Well, it's just it's a bit stupid. Okay. I, you know, from, from talking to people on the talk show and reading, so I realise that it is probably time for a, a benevolent dictator to take over because I'm, I'm not sure. Now, this is something you can reply to me on this, on Facebook, ask this question. Do you think everybody really should have the vote in a democracy? Because looking at some of the way people think, I mean, it's the way, it's the same way I don't think the jury system works. Do you? You have all these learned people, well, they call themselves learned in, in court, and then you get a bunch of people who've got their own prejudices who decide whether the, you should be sent down or not. I don't think it's a very good idea. I don't think this uh, jury system is a, is a good idea. Do you? No, but I think we should pay the fine and then uh, somehow get the money back through other means. I think you're right. I think we should uh, pay the fine. But, uh, you know, we can't tolerate the sort of injustice that Iran is promoting and the way that they're promoting uh, wars and terrorism around the world. It's only the one thing that we've apparently owe them, so they can't bring it yeah, up Yeah, but if again. we start paying because they demand it and they hold people hostage then that's just giving uh, a green light to those people who would want to do the same thing the world over. Yeah, but if we didn't deliver the tanks, then, you know, technically the, we do owe them the money. Yeah, well, yeah, but would we give, you know, money to a regime that uses it for, for really, you know, keeping its citizens uh, under the thumb and stuff like that? I don't think we would. Well, if it frees the woman... Well... And there are a lot of other people detained as well, some of which have died whilst in detention. Then more negotiations, more people for the money. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, if you, Boris Johnson went over there and made it ten times worse. We've got a new guy now, haven't we? Yeah, but you can't even remember his name, so that says a lot. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> no. Jeremy Hunt. I said Hunt. There we are, that man. Um, time for you to do tech talk. Uh, off you go, Robbo. Uh, first, I have to uh, make an announcement. Mentioning that the moon landings might have been fake last week was uh, very reckless and possibly very dangerous for myself. So, uh, why? I just uh, might have had something in the posts saying that uh, I should point out that uh, they definitely went to the moon and uh, it was <laughs> not faked in any way whatsoever. What did you have in the post? Can't say. Yeah, you can. You just said it now, and you've not told me this before. So tell me now. So just, just, um, just something pointing out that uh, you know it's, it's a reckless thing to do is to suggest that uh, the, name the person who started uh, threatening, and how do they know where you lived? It's, uh, it's official. It's official. Yeah, it was on letter-headed paper and everything from the Welsh government. I don't think it was the Welsh government. 
I'll have to go and get it. I'll read it out next week. No, read it now. <laughs> I haven't got it with me. Well, you must remember the gist. Give me the gist. I, I just remember it being um, very polite, uh, telling me yeah. that uh, I should, shouldn't should pursue um, investigations on the moon landing. Why? Because nobody went. They did. They definitely went. No, what? you said last week they definitely didn't go. Yeah, I made a mistake. I was the one who said I thought they went. You said definitely they didn't go. I agree with you. So don't start backtracking now because you've made me realise with all that information and all that stuff you've collated that we haven't talked about yet that obviously they didn't go. Oh, no, I made all that up. No, you didn't. Just, just, just Can we just get on with tech talk? It's getting very no. uncomfortable. No, this is interesting because if you disappear next week, that will give me a whole new story to do. <laughs> Who are you going to do the story with? I'll find somebody. Don't you worry about that. So I'm replaceable now. Everybody's replaceable. All of us are replaceable. That's kind of what that letter implied. Okay, can we... Um... No, 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 no. I mean, here, you've, you've, you've mentioned it on the air and, uh, you, you know, you've been got at by somebody. I want to know who's been getting at you. I can always edit all this out, so it's okay. Should we just move on to Tech Talk? Well, if I find it's been edited out, I will just go on talk radio and talk about it. Or I'll tweet about it. Do you want me to start? Look, I've got my uh, no, iPhone no, no, here. No, no, I'll no. just do a couple of tweets about no, it. No, no, forget it. Rob is not sorry about what he said about pretense of moon landings last week. And what's more, he says he's got proof there were no landings on the moon. Oh. Tweet. Uh, I think we're being, we're being hacked. No, that was me tweeting. Oh, that was your phone, was it? Yeah. I got worried then. It scared me a bit then. Well, we'll worry about it. I've tweeted out saying that you stand by what you said. <laughs> and what's more, I'll put a picture out of you. Let me just check Twitter. Do, 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 do. Oh, no. My phone's gone dead. Mm. Oh, no, it's in Well, at least I won't have to listen to Tech Talk, will I? I can give you Tech Talk this week. Oh, really, can you? Just yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they never landed on the moon... The good news is they found uh, liquid water on Mars. I was going to talk about that, but go on, you talk about it. Yeah, they definitely found liquid water on Mars, and uh, they're probably going to go to Mars as well. Uh, a nice, successful mission to Mars coming up. Or pretend they go to Mars. No, they'll definitely go to Mars. Yeah. I've, I, I cannot for the life of me understand why they haven't gone to Mars years ago when they could. Because Mars is, in my view, probably the planet that most of us originated from. Yeah, see, I don't know why they stopped when they went to the moon. They should have carried on going. <clears throat> well, you, you don't start again because you said last week they never went to the moon. I, I, I don't think you're right. I, I, I must have got things muddled up last week. I, you I, get things muddled up every week. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what, so what, who stopped them? Um, they probably just ran out of finance. It wasn't a technological yeah, it's thing. It's funny how they can always find money for things they want to do. Have you heard about Virgin Media? Are you changing the subject? I thought uh, liquid water on Mars means to me that Mars was a planet very much like this one. And maybe the reason we can never find the missing link between apes and Neanderthals and um, whatever we are, humanoids or what would they call us? Replaceable. Um, yeah, replaceable humans. Uh, maybe that's what happened. Maybe a few came down from that planet as it was dying and started a colony here of which we are the um, whatever. We might be going into other areas that I might be feeling uncomfortable with. 
Can we just say Why? that we're all born on planet Earth and we're all Earthlings and we're all humans and we haven't come from other planets? I don't know what's wrong with you. I really don't. Can I talk about Virgin Media now? Go on, then. Uh, the UK TV network has pulled all their channels off Virgin Media. Mm. And now it looks like ITV may follow suit. ITV might pull them off. You can't say that. Say that again. You can't say what? ITV might pull them off. That's... ITV might pull them off. <laughs> you said it again. Don't say that. Pull their channels off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with you. I really don't know what's wrong with you. Okay. Uh, why? ITV want and UK TV want Virgin Media to pay them for their premium channels and then <clears throat> they'll get their free channels. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. At least that's the okay. gist that I got. I could be completely wrong and I might be making an apology next week. We should, we, well, yeah, you probably will. We should go to Richard Branson and offer him our TV show. I don't think he's got anything to do with Virgin Media. Of course, he's got everything to do with virgins. <laughs> what? Oh, that's another apology we'll have to make next week. Okay, get on with it. Uh, you know your uh, the guy uh, Alex Jones from Infowars. Oh yeah, he's uh, had a lot of his uh, YouTube videos removed. Really? Why? Promoting hate speech, apparently, and he's also been banned for ninety days from live streaming. Ooh, has he? Well, he must have gone over the top. I mean, but been. nobody takes him seriously. He's just one of those conspiracy theorists. Yeah, these conspiracy... I can't even say the word now. I'm so worried. These, these, these theorists, people, Yeah, they, they should stop it right now. <laughs> Are you being paid by the government? No. All right, okay. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, uh, Facebook lost uh, £90 billion off their value of the, on the stock market in one Golly. day. In one day, 90 billion. And it probably get worse. Why? Because of that scandal, you know, the Cambridge. Apparently uh, thousands and thousands of people quit Facebook and less people are signing up. Well, I don't see any any less people on our Facebook pages. Well, you've hit a maximum of 5,000 friends, haven't you? Well, I, can't, I thought we could have as many as we... Why do we only have 5,000? Why can't we have 100,000? You'd, you'd have to become a, a non-person and become a page... All oh, right, it's better the way we do it anyway. It's more personal, I think. Yeah. Okay. And we drop some off occasionally to put other ones on. Yeah. Why not? And uh, should we do films? You love the power, don't you? <laughs> I'm just a mere mortal. Yeah. Trying to make his way in life. Well, okay, do a film, and then I've got some other things to talk about, and then we've got to finish. Okay. Because we'll run out of time at this rate. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout with uh, Tom Cruise. Go see. Very good. Very, very good. You only went because of the air conditioning. That is true. I did go because of the air conditioning. Uh, But the film was very good, as it turned out. All right. Well, I'll wait for it to come out on What's It. On on What's It? You mean on Blu-ray? DVD, Blu-ray, What's It, yeah. Yeah, you want it on Blu-ray. You don't want to watch it in DVD. That's really terrible quality. Is it? Yeah, it's... Well, I don't think I have DVDs anymore, do I? No, DVDs is basically a good quality VHS cassette. Oh, right. Blu-ray. I'll do Blu-ray then. Blu-ray is the way forward, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other move? That's it, is it? That's it. I think I'm going to see Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again um, tomorrow. Well, they're certainly advertising that. Yeah. I like the first one. Yeah, I did. I thought Piers Brosnan's singing was very entertaining. Yeah. I can sing like that. 
I want them to re-release, by the way, I want them to re-release uh, Summer Holiday and The Young Ones by Cliff Richard in celebration of him winning his court case. Hasn't he just been given another big lump sum to pay his well, fees? Well, he's not... He's been, yeah, the BBC really need to be uh, culled. Parts of it need to be culled, like the head of news, head of various other things. By the way, on a Sunday I'm uh, presenting The Gardening Show on BBC Radio Cat. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in for you. Um, the, the, this, this, you could tell when it was going out, it was so embarrassing when they had their helicopters up, they were zooming into Cliff Richard's uh, apartment, and it was just wrong on so many levels. They've been told now to pay his legal costs, which was something like £800,000. Yeah, higher than what he got awarded himself. Well, he reckons he's probably spent more than £4 million, and it has probably cost him something like that in... Uh, people deciding not to buy his stuff, not to play it, cancel. You know, the whole business of what they had done to him has probably cost him millions. Now, I, I imagine he probably will give the money to charity anyway. But the the problem is that the laws are wrong in this country. You cannot allow uh, until so, you know somebody to. Uh, it's like it's like uh, somebody's accused of rape, and they suddenly find. It's a story in the local paper. They're not a celebrity, but everybody where they live knows that they've been accused of this. And I think anonymity has to be given to, to people, whether they're famous or not, until somebody has been charged. And I think the people in the BBC who made these decisions, who are smiling and talking about an appeal, the appeal has now been turned down, I think they need to be sacked, and I think their pensions need to be curtailed. It's amazing how in these big public uh, uh, companies, or the, the, these publicly funded companies and politics, how, how so few people seem to ever have to answer for their mistakes when they waste our money. I'm waiting. I was just turning the page. What of? I was just looking ahead. To what? What's coming up next? What is coming up next? Questions for the whale. It's, it comes out of my head. We were, we're running out of time, I know. But I think, I think this whole Cliff Richard thing of the BBC, the BBC do not need to be as big as they are. They should concentrate more on their local radio stations. I think local radio is very important. Um, they should be doing their sort of news broadcasts. I think that's good. I think Radio 4 is, is something that a commercial channel probably wouldn't try and tackle. But, you know, they don't need to have all their commercial... They have a commercial arm of the BBC. Did you know that? Yeah, and they make shed loads of money, and yet we have to pay for that stuff to be made. Yeah. And it, they overstaff everything. The only things they don't spend any time thinking about are their local radio stations. The high-ups don't seem to have any interest in them at all. Yet most people's interaction with the BBC will be through a local radio station. And I know exactly how to make those radio stations a success. And then you leave. Well, no, I'm, I'm as a uh, as a um, um, uh, what's the word when you advise? You know, consultant. That's the word. Yes, as a consultant, I, uh, in fact, the 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 person who has been uh, appointed head of BBC Local Radio used to read the news at a radio station I worked at in the eighties. 
In the Yetis. In the 80s. Right, okay. In the Yetis. In the 80s. Am I not? I think I've got a bit of hay fever. That's okay. I'll allow that. Okay, right. So anybody's got any thoughts on the BBC? And by the way, when they knock on your door, if you if you are watching a television, by the way, you must comply with the law as it stands at the moment. You must have a licence. And that doesn't matter whether you're watching uh, any channels. Uh, if you're watching a television receiver, you need a licence. But remember this. They have to actually see you doing it or you admit it. So when you get a knock on the door, my advice always is, uh, to tell them to come back with a policeman and a warrant because they're not coming in. Or have a vase of water. Will you stop with the vase of water? You're going to be in more trouble if you keep on suggesting people throw water over somebody they don't like. No, you don't can't do that. Trip. trip. You don't throw the water, you trip as you're opening right, the door. Okay. We were going to do medical cannabis. Uh, it's been legalised. Well done. Lots of people getting in touch. And uh, so I'll just briefly do it. Shall I have got time? You've got time, yeah. Um, uh, because I think this is something that should have been done years and years ago. Last week I spoke to the uh, uh, chairman of the uh, Parliamentary Committee on um, Medical Cannabis, uh, Mike Penning, Sir Mike Penning, the MP for Harlow, I think. Uh, or was it Harrow? Anyway, it was an H. Um and uh, it, it just, you, you know, they're saying, oh, well, we've done this. They had, to be, they had to be forced to do this, and they should have done it years ago. Medical cannabis products have been tried and tested by many other countries. And the, and the thing that really annoys me is we grow it here. We, we are successful growers of medical cannabis that we send abroad. Is it, I can't remember, is it Theresa May's husband who's got interest in a company that does that? <clears throat> I might be wrong, but and if I'm wrong, you'll probably get a letter. Um, so Gail Hughes on Facebook said, as long as the sick can get it, I'm not bothered for recreational use. Uh, Phil Laycock says, it should be legalised and taxed for all use. Prohibition does not reduce the amount available on the streets. Criminal gangs steal hundreds of thousands of uh, kilowatts to power the large-scale operations that puts all our energy bills up. And the gangs will suffer the most after legislation, legalisation and society as a whole will benefit. I can't wait for it to happen. I agree with you, Phil. And I don't understand why they don't do it, because as you quite rightly say, prohibition does not work. Uh, Kim Emsley says, decriminalise it. The taxes can help our economy. After Brexit, we can become a rainy Amsterdam. I wish it had rain. I'll tell you, Kim. Uh, Paddy Fian says, uh, legalise it all. It's nobody else's business what I put in my body. Tom Poole says recreational weed is no good for you, but plenty of folks really love it and think otherwise. They should take a visit uh, to a psych ward and see the impact of psychosis on people and education for them. Um, yeah, you're right, Tom, but, you know, it, it has that effect on some people. It doesn't have that effect on all people in the same way that... Uh, a lot of people are in hospital because they use alcohol, and I can't see us stopping that. Prohibition still doesn't work, but people have to have the freedom to make those decisions. Steve Altman says cannabis oil and cannabis users are two separate issues. Yeah, we know that, Steve. I live in Ibiza. We can grow three plants per household out here. If you decriminalise usage, would drop like it did in Holland. Uh, Dave Hill says, I do have to laugh because a lot of dope heads have been pressing for the legalisation of medical cannabis without realising they can't smoke it. Dave, that's wrong. 
I'm afraid. Um, Susie Mills, no, James, it should not be legalised. I am anti-drug and would hate to see the legalised, this legalised like anything else. It will not do anyone any good in the long run, even if they think it will, just like somebody who turns to drink with a problem. Uh, the problem's still there next day. Drugs or drink, not a solution for anything. People can think what they like, but that is my opinion and I'm entitled to it. Well, you are, Susie. But then again, you are wrong, completely and utterly wrong. Uh, Mark Pearson says, uh, two basic rights any human can wish for are opinions and choice. That is what it ultimately boils down to. And finally, Carolyn White, whose mum is 84, too frail for any more operations, crippled with hip problems and terrible pain, which therefore has to be endured. Painkillers don't touch it. A friend of hers let her try some cannabis oil with the harmful high element taken out. The difference it made to her was incredible. Legalize the oil for pain relief and other medical problems. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you all. Um, right. Questions for the whale. Uh, Rob James, is it true that uh, military barbers shave their privates? Well, of course they shave their privates, their sergeants, their colonels, of course. Never been a, heard it being called a colonel before, but... Uh... Okay, Craig W. North, should London be replaced as England's capital city by somewhere more reflective of real England? Uh, where, where's this from? Where, where does this person come from? Uh, in, in West North. Craig West North. In West what? Craig W. North. So I, I assume he's in the West North somewhere. He's an idiot. He's as much of an idiot as you are for reading crap like that. London is the capital, all right? Get over it. Uh, Colin Watkins, why is it so fucking hot? It's hot for all of us. Kings, queens, you name it, we're all hot, Colin. There's a spelling mistake there. Okay. uh, Tim Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Did you enjoy filming the warehouse in Norwich? I did, yeah. You went and filmed a warehouse? There's a programme, I've forgotten about this, and Jerry Hayes was one of the presenters as well. It was a farce. It was a f***ing farce. Uh, Oh, dear. Do you know the producer once said to me, and they said, James, I think we might have to let you go. Uh, We'll pay you, obviously, because you're making the others look incredibly naff. That's that's kind of interesting. Um, But in the end, they let some of the others go because they were f***ing useless. God, that's a long time ago. I used to drive from uh, my home to Norwich every Friday. Well, every Thursday after I'd done my radio show, I drove there and stayed in a hotel and then did this program. Oh, <laughs> the where I've forgotten all about that. Is it on YouTube? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I have never, ever thought it was shit. I tell you, it was shit. It's so shit you never bothered taping it because I certainly haven't had any tapes off you. I have never, ever thought, I mean, I don't know how many we did, about 10 or so. And they were, were they an hour and a half long? I think they were. No, I've never, never seen it. Is it something that was only broadcast locally or is it all around? It was, yeah, on Anglia Television, I think. It was a, a dumb in the studios of Anglia TV. And it was their kind of Friday night live show. You know, after mine had come off the air, everybody wanted to do something similar. Ah, uh, okay. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. See if we can find it. 
So it's I've a, forgotten all about that. The, the warehouse, the yeah. Warehouse. Okay. I think we had a Scottish lady comedian who was one of the presenters as well. Right. It was shit. <laughs> I can't there. I'd forgotten all about that. You'll be saying that about this in a few years' time. No, this is brilliant. If uh, you know, apart from the f- useless questions, come on, we need some decent questions. I never ever fail to answer a question. That is the point of this section of the program. I've, I've run out of time now. Have you? Yeah, as a car goes past the studio. Do you hear that then? Is that is that your end or my end? Which end is that? That was my end. <laughs> right, I'm going. I'm hot and sweaty. The dogs are moaning, and uh, it's time to say thank you for listening. Um, I hope I uh, insulted you enough, and if not, then next time it might be better. There are over 200 and, well, there are nearly 250. I think next week will be our 250th show on podcast. So if you want, you could listen. How many How many hours are there in a week? 250 hours, uh, 24 hours in a day. Um, well, you could listen for a whole week, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you could do, yeah. Basically, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you could listen to this. What a horrible thought. Don't listen to last week's show because it's all rubbish and false. No, last week's show was very good. And listen particularly to the bit where Rob goes on about his theory about the fact there was never a moon landing. I'll let you go and put some clothes on and uh, I'll end the show here. James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason. <laughs>